Good morning from the UK and welcome to episode 7 of the Live Business and Stuff podcast. And today I'm very excited because, well, I would say I've invited and I could also say that Madeleine has accepted to join my podcast. So she's on the other line. She's actually calling in, dialing in from Glasgow. And the beauty of this is that we don't really know each other. And, you know, that's what's actually got me curious about, you know, how this whole episode is going to go. Madeleine, welcome. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm excited to see where it goes as well. I know, right? I mean, how, how I think I, I connected with you. We connected on LinkedIn, right? Yes, I recently started my own podcast show and I, within three weeks, I managed to get onto five continents and I missed South America and somebody must have tagged you, you know, with your South American influence to maybe get some of that. But I've made it now. I'm on all six continents, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, fantastic. Exactly. Now I remember, yes, my colleague Liz tagged me in and then I share a few contacts from Latin America, South America. Wow, I'm glad now that your podcast has been listen to in all of these countries and what is the podcast called Madeleine? It's called Unbroken the podcast with Madeleine Black. Unbroken there we go so I guess that can be a good point to start today I mean where does the Unbroken come from is there a story behind that? There is a big story. So I wrote my memoir, which is called Unbroken, and it was published on the 4th of April 2017. And it tells my personal story of being gang raped when I was 13 years old. And it is a story of about survival, healing, forgiveness, transformation and hope. Okay, I'm, I'm taking a deep breath here. Yeah, uh, because I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, so, <laughs> wow. I mean, well done, you. Um, I'm only getting to know you here. And this is the first thing you're sharing, which is very powerful, Adelaide. And um, I guess now I'm curious to to read how, how could I get access to to this book, the, your memoirs in this case? Yeah, it's available on Amazon. You can get it in all good bookshops. It is also an audio book, which just happened during lockdown. And I think in January, I'm going to be Italian. I'm going to be translated. So yeah, it's it, you can find it. If you just search it, you will find it. Okay, so it's going to be in Italian. Any Any Spanish coming soon? Well, I would love it, but it's not really <laughs> for me, you know, it's down to my publishers and of course. so I don't really have that choice. I would do it in every language if I could, because sadly, sexual violence isn't limited to the UK. You know, it's a global issue, a global pandemic, really. It affects many women, men, children all over our planet. Yes. And, and you, yeah, you, you name it. I mean, pandemic. And that is a real one that's been going on for who knows, you know, how many years, hundreds of years really? or even more. Yeah. Wow. Well, Madeleine, I, I cannot hide it. I'm, I'm a bit shocked. And I'm sort of thinking, where do we move this podcast now, this episode? How do we do this together? Uh, what would you like to share next? Maybe I'm just thinking something about, you know, what you're doing currently, perhaps. So I worked many years as a psychotherapist and okay. when I first shared my story, it was in 2014 with an organization called The Forgiveness Project because I many years later chose to forgive the two men who raped me when I was 13. They shared my story and it kind of just opened 
I guess, doors for me, which I didn't really appreciate would happen. And I was invited to share my story, to speak. And every time I speak, you know, uh, somebody then will say, could you come here and come there? And so soon I was being asked to speak a lot and I was traveling the world, sharing my story. And I decided to stop working as a psychotherapist and just focus on speaking. And then the pandemic <laughs> kind of came <laughs> in. So, you know, in the February, I had just come back from Namibia where I was a closing speaker at an international conference for global speakers. So that was where my career was going. It was fantastic. And then everything changed. Everything got paused, canceled, postponed. Sure. And all my diary was wiped clean. So I, I found it hard to do online speaking in the beginning I did it really just didn't resonate with me because I love an audience I love speaking mm. to people because sure. people will always share their story with me after there's always somebody in the audience that's had a very similar experience but now the idea for me to do this podcast came to me and I wanted to share stories of hope because I've been so lucky I've met incredible people on my journey that have overcome adversity and really they haven't just bounced back you know they really bounced forward and they're making a difference for other people so i thought it would be a great idea to share other people's stories to to give hope right now because it's it's a tough time so that's kind of where i'm at i'm at at the moment i do a few online conferences webinars but i don't really do any training a lot of my fellow speaker friends do a lot of training and that kind of stuff um so i speak online really that's that's what i'm doing at the moment speaking online madeline I could listen to you the whole day. What a lovely voice you've got. And I, I want to congratulate you because as I'm hearing your story and what you've been up to and everything else, and I'm, you know, you're putting all of these images in, in my mind. And you made me think as well about, you know, the challenges I've overcome. And sometimes I complain about things. And yet my story, I, I guess I only come from a divorce, which was, you know, the end of life for me years mm -hmm. ago but this compared to yours it is nothing and yet no, you're sharing it I wow. had a guest on the other day and she said it's not a pain olympics and i believe i agree with that it's not about comparing ourselves to other people you know people will say yo i was raped it was it was very violent what happened to me and they nearly killed me but it's not about comparison because i truly believe it's not what happens to us that is important but it's what we do with it that's what really matters at the end of the day absolutely absolutely a, a what a powerful message exactly it's what we decide to do with that and you mentioned it how we bounce back and all the people you know you've shared with how they share their stories and then you know of how they are bouncing back and i think you know giving hope is very powerful important today tomorrow and you know until we leave earth absolutely because i think it is much needed as you well said madeline i'm i'm very excited honestly to have you here and i'm glad we didn't share anything we didn't mm -hmm. speak about anything before coming on the podcast <laughs> so it's all because it's a big subject and you know you're a guy and i know it's not always so easy to speak about rape sexual violence but you you didn't want me to tell you anything so here no we are. of course not exactly and here we are here we are and and, and i love these things and I also agree in a way when you start to speaking online, it's not my thing because I love the human interaction, that connection that happens even at a physical level, you know, when you see the audience and people looking at you and all of that. But hey, we've been offering the opportunity and now, you know, who knows, maybe if it wasn't for the pandemic, we wouldn't be speaking today. Absolutely. Well, so if it wasn't lockdown, there's no way I would have started my own podcast show. No way. There we go. I never there we would go. Have 
time or the patience or just the energy, you know, to get, get my head around it. So, yeah, that's been my gift of lockdown, really. There we go. There is always a positive we can take away. Yeah. Uh, Madeline, what, what is, you know, a day in your life like? Right now, I guess it, it looks quite different to what it used to be. <laughs> This morning I've been for a run. It's very cold in Scotland, but I'm trying to get out there and move. I have to move to do something physical every day. And at the moment I'm interviewing people. So number 13 went out today, but I'm up to, I've interviewed now 36, I think. So uh, I, I spend my time interviewing really amazing, interesting, motivational people that inspire me. So it's beautiful energy to sit with every day, just uh, speaking to people. Tomorrow I have a woman I'm really excited to speak to. Her British name is Emma Slade, but she was a high-functioning uh, city analyst, a banker living in Hong Kong. And she was in Jakarta on a business trip and was held up at gunpoint. And basically, she's gone from banking to Buddhism. So she is now uh, the only Western woman that's been ordained as a, a Tibetan nun. And she wears her robes. So, you know, it's, it's just great for me to speak to these people, but great to share these stories that uh, we can really overcome anything, you know, nothing is, uh, everything is possible if we really choose to, you know. I want to reinforce that to the audience as well, listening to this, everything is possible. And I love it. Some people ask me, how do I stay motivated? And what you're doing is amazing because every time you, as you said, You, you are interviewing a person like this. I mean, wow, what a level of energy. I mean, what you're getting are giving as well. Yes, absolutely. It's a win-win really, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is indeed. It's just like now, I mean, I'm feeling at peace at the moment as I'm speaking to you. When I look at my brother who's on my right, then I struggle, but then I come back to you here and it feels good. He's not going to like it. <laughs> I think he's looking at me now. He's going to be swearing soon anyway. Cool. So Madeline, what, what's next for you? Obviously, you know, now, I think it's the end of the second lockdown. Anything different you're planning to do? You know what? I, I don't really make any plans. I, I just really trust life that I am in the place that I'm meant to be right in this moment. And I've just, just go with the flow. You know, I used to call myself an accidental speaker. I never intended to be a speaker. If you'd asked me that years ago, I mean, I, it took me 35 years to share my story publicly. I was so ashamed. I was horrified the idea of people knowing what had happened to me as if that would change their opinion of me. But I became the speaker and I just really trust life now. You know, I just think life is putting these opportunities in my way for a reason. So I really try not to make too many plans and I just go with the flow. Fantastic. I love the answer. And I guess, you know, one of the things I do as a communication coach is just use clean language most of the time. And that wasn't very clean. It was very leading in a way. So what plans are you making? Assuming you're making plans. And yet you're saying it's in, you know, in a way I, I picture that in the hands of life, you know, life is taking care of it. Yes. In yes. a way. Um, every time I used to go to an event and I would speak, somebody in the audience would invite me to go and speak somewhere. So I've never gone looking for work. It always kind of came to me. So <laughs> the very first time I worked, um, you know, when I was making the decision whether I work as a psychotherapist or stop that and become a speaker, I thought to myself, well, you know, I need a sign. And I thought, well, I'd love to work internationally. And I thought, well, that's never going to happen. But it was December 2018, I had that thought. And I literally woke up 
on January the 1st, 2019, and I had an invitation to Johannesburg to share my story at a conference. And then I thought, okay, that's not bad. And then a few days later, this one, that one wasn't paid, but a few days later, I had an invitation to speak in the Maldives and I was sponsored by UNICEF. Wow. And I thought, okay, universe, that is a good sign. <laughs> I'm gonna take these signs. And that's when I decided I would stop working as a therapist and focus on speaking. So, you know, I guess before I did therapy one-to-one and now I just feel like I do therapy one-to-many when I speak. What? Absolutely. <laughs> wow, that that is the sign. What a sign. And good one, huh? <laughs> wow, fantastic. Yeah, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to start asking for signs as well because definitely, I mean, I, I believe in that and things I've done in my life, I haven't really planned them, you know, so... I'm, I'm very happy I'm speaking to you because it is reinforcing, it is very inspiring. And uh, accidental speaker, how wonderful is that? It's just, you know, things happening naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, naturally and also, well, you open up to the world to share something that, as you said, not many people would be willing to open up and share. Yeah, so, you know, um, uh, we have, the founder of the Forgiveness Project is a woman called Marina Kantikazuno and she collects stories of forgiveness and they do work in prisons and they do restorative justice, lots of different stuff. But she always, so I'm a storyteller for that, them as well, so she always calls us story healers rather than storytellers. And you know, I felt the healing power of sharing stories or sharing my story so many times and I, I really believe that if somebody listens to a story at the right time, for them, it has the power to transform their life. I'm with you. And there's nothing else I can say about that because you've said it all, the power of stories and healing stories. Yeah. Mm. I wish more people open up and I'm sure we, we all are in a way, well, all generalizing, that more people are opening up to share their stories online and you know go to places and speak. Yeah, well, it's a process, you know, it took me many, many years and I don't expect people to share their story publicly as well. You know, that's a whole different level. But for me, I realized that I could do this. And in some way, it feels like my duty or my purpose. If I can be a silence breaker and share my story for all those people that can't find their voice yet, then it really does feel like my purpose. And it it feels to me like, you know, your purpose as well. It's just fantastic what you do <laughs> wow uh, I, I I never saw this coming Madeline and I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm delighted and this is the power of connections isn't it I mean I person Liz I met Liz during lockdown mm-hmm. we actually run another podcast called the lockdown and then what mm-hmm. uh, onto which we invite also speakers and people that are doing things you know in business and how they are overcome overcoming challenges during situations like lockdown and things like that and um, the beauty of that is that she thought of me, obviously, in South America, and yet we're having this amazing conversation. And, you know, there is change taking place at the moment in my mind, that's for sure. I mean, I'm already thinking about, wow, accidental speaker. If I start, you know, in a way, pushing less and pulling more, I mean, it's just let, let the universe take care of it and relax, do what you like, you know, follow your purpose, which I'm, I'm quite clear on. I think when you um, when you are in your flow, the doors open, you know, and I've had that experience so many times of just doors opening, you know, it's like a snowball now, the places that I've gone or the opportunities that I've had, I could never, never have imagined doing, you know, any of them. So 
Yeah, I'm just just really seeing where it all goes. No plans. No plans. No plans. I'm going to stick to that as well. Yeah, certainly. I, I don't think I could go straight away for no plans, but definitely less plans. And I'm, I'm going to be sharing this with my wife, Madeleine, because she likes to plan a lot. Everything has to be planned. And I'm going to go, look, what do you think about this? And see what she makes out of it. <laughs> well, you know, you also have to do what's right for you as well. For me, I, I had so many side effects from what happened to me for years. And one of them was trying to be in control of everything. And the paradoxes or the irony is that we're never actually in control. But I've developed so many OCD patterns, so many fears, phobias, that I, I it was that was worse than really almost what happened to me, you know, the impact of what's left behind. And I had to let go of it all because it was strangling me. It was holding me back. So uh, for me, it's just easier not to be in control, not to have any, you know, agendas, just to uh, just see whatever happens, happens. Just go with it. Whatever happens, happens. And lovely audience, listen to this and whatever you make from it. One second. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Um, because I think that there is always a learning and there is always something we can do differently. And controlling, I met many people and myself, I mean, wanting to control things when I decided to let go it's amazing at least the physiology and the emotional change i experienced so indeed fantastic madeline so yeah say people listening to the podcast they want to get in touch with you they want to invite you to speak how how do, can they do that in terms of reaching out so I'm on all the social media platforms, so you'll find me everywhere. And all my website is madelineblack.co.uk. You can find me there as well. Okay. And, and I guess I'm going to check it out because I didn't want to spoil my surprise today. So I didn't do any research whatsoever. And what an amazing surprise. Okay, Madeleine, I'm, I'm actually now thinking about, you know, what, what's next? If, if, say if you were going to share something, you know, to, well, women and men out there, um, three things that come to mind as a recommendation, tips, suggestions, or a message of inspiration, apart from everything that you've shared already, please. What would that be? So I would say, you know, if you've had a similar experience to me or or any any trauma that you're not speaking about, it's never too late to find your voice and speak out. And I'm not suggesting that people do what I do and stand on the stage and speak to thousands of people, but to um, find your voice and share it with someone in your story. It doesn't have to be a therapist or a counselor. It could be a friend and be careful who you share your story with. You know, trust the person because it really does hold us back from being the real authentic us you know it's kind of puts part it felt like it put part of me in a deep freeze and finding my voice speaking out has defrosted all of that um i'll give you a little example um i was interviewed by amazing people one of them was sir trevor mcdonald for radio four okay. and once my show had been aired my friend got in contact and let me know her mum had been listening her mum was 81 and basically she told her that she had been raped when she was a teenager. And that day she ended 64 years of silence because she said, listening to me, she realized it was never her fault, that uh, she was never to blame. And all those years she held on to inappropriate shame like I had done. And she realized that it, it had nothing to do with her. It was the 100% of all rapes are really caused by rapists and nothing else. 
And so I, that's where I really get my evidence that this is what I'm meant to do, to speak out, to help people find their voice. Because my friend has said, you know, her mum has changed so much. She's just uh, opening up more. Her energy is different. She's lighter. So that's a very long answer to one point. <laughs> no, I love it. Please carry on. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I, what was the question? It was how many, how many points that you wanted me to... Uh, well, look, I mean, and anything that came to mind and let you flow, you were in the flow and that story about your mother's, I mean, your friend's mother. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's never too late to just, yeah. you know, change your life. Absolutely. And, and last year I was lucky. I was invited to do a TEDx in Glasgow where I spoke to 2000 people and I was terrified and I was felt so liberated in that moment as well because the, the terror was still my shame speaking to me, but every time I do something that goes against what my shame is telling me to do, which is to be quiet, it reduces that shame even more. So standing in the shadows really brings me to the light, uh, if that makes sense. And again, wow. after I had spoken at TEDx Glasgow, a headmaster got in contact with me to let me know that a student that was there with him heard me speaking and she was very triggered and she was crying and crying and eventually she also um, disclosed that she had been raped by her uncle when she was just a teenager as well 15 and I've met her now I've gone to the school and she said you know she would never have heard me never have spoken out she hadn't heard me speak she said looking at me speaking so confidently and not caring what people thought not being ashamed just gave her so much hope and and it's when we deny our stories we really hold ourselves back i think there's nothing more painful than keeping that shameful secret inside of us so if you can't find your voice write your story down you know tell yourself your story stop denying what's happened because really you know, I've had lots and lots of therapy and I have to tell people this is a process. I didn't get to this place overnight. It's been a lot of work, <laughs> ton load of therapy, but it was the denial that really held me back. I re the refusal to believe this had happened. So telling myself, finally accepting was my way of really just going, okay, it's done. Just need to let it go and get on with my life. And then so much more will open up to you as well. So stop denying your story as well. Madeleine, I'm already an advocate of your course and I want to share this. And every time I hear anybody, I mean, I'm going to carry your story with me. Thank you very much for sharing everything and the way you've done it. You're very welcome. And, um, I loved, well, I'm loving everything you're saying. And I'm a bit like this. When I like something, I'm all over it, literally. And um, you said something and remind me, well, correct me if I say it wrong, but you said uh, standing in the shadows brought me to light. Something yeah. like that? Yeah, you know, the, what kept me quiet was the trauma. And the trauma is filled with shame, blame and guilt and fear. And the shame always says to me, you can't speak about it. People will judge you. People will look at you differently. And then we're backed up by society with all these victim blaming messages. You know, because I was 13, I lied about where I was staying. I had been drinking with a girlfriend. We met boys, all the things that society will say, well, what do you expect? But the alcohol didn't cause the rape. My clothes didn't cause the rape. These two men decided to rape me and that's all it comes down to. But the shame is so hard to break through. It's so difficult. And the only way I could break through my shame was to stand in my shame. 
to do the very things that my mind is telling me not to do, which is to keep quiet. But when we keep quiet, we hurt ourselves and we protect the perpetrators. So by doing the very, very thing that I thought I could never do is actually what saved me by speaking out about it. Um, it really showed me that my fear was an illusion. It was all part of my imagination because everything that I was scared about, it had already happened or I was worried about what could happen. But if I really stayed centered with right now in this moment, none of it was happening to me. So it showed me my fear was an illusion. So I spent a long time doing this a therapy, which I didn't realize I was doing, which I guess would call exposure therapy. I put myself into situations that terrified me, <laughs> which is maybe not for the faint hearted, but I wanted to prove to my mind that it was all in my imagination. It was all an illusion. And slowly I really saw that, that our mind is not always our friend. You know, you, you no. what is our mind? If we cut it open, it doesn't bleed, you know? It, so <laughs> I, I really, had to stay with my body and not listen to my mind and yeah standing up to my fear facing my fears it, it took the shadows out of me really that's the only way i can describe it because these shadows just follow you everywhere and they keep you quiet but i had to really break free of my fears and my shadows and my shame and my blame and my guilt <laughs> and the rest of it and realizing you know it was a crime committed against my body. It was nothing to do with me. You know, it was just the wrong place at the wrong time. And uh, I'm, I'm not my body. I'm, you know, I'm not the things that they did to me. I'm so much more than that event in my life. And all of us are, we're not our events in our life. Yes, they shaped my life, but that's not who I am. You know, the real essence of who I was born with, they could never touch that. And if that's the same for me, then that's the same for everybody out there. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad I asked you to share a couple of things. And yet, I mean, fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, Madeline, we, we are, you know, I think reaching towards the end because I don't, I don't like making these uh, episodes way too long, even though this is super interesting. And as I said before, inspirational as well. And I want to do something with you because, you know, since we didn't know what we were going to be speaking about, Mm -hmm. especially I didn't have a clue how about we we name this episode together what would be a name that comes to mind that we could you know there's a good well I, I love the word unbroken because it's you know for a long time I really felt broken but it was a feeling you know it wasn't what I was and really I do believe that none of us are broken beyond repair ah, fantastic there we go we've got it unbroken with Madeleine Black. Okay, I've got the name and I'm going to ask you as well later on for a picture so I can actually upload um, the art on the podcast episode and I will have it ready today to share it because I cannot wait for this to go out there. Oh, thank you so much. Um, Madeleine, thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, well, I feel very honored to have you here this podcast has been only running you know I created it out of the blue two weeks ago and yet I'm having a person like you sharing such an amazing story I can only be grateful and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with me today for enabling me well or giving me the opportunity to learn and to share such an amazing message to the world that's all I can say if over to you is the final words before we say goodbye to the audience 
You know what, I just believe in synchronicity and somehow life lined up that we met and we had this conversation today. So I'm, I'm very grateful to you too. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Madeleine. And that is a goodbye. And I hope to see you very soon again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye, ciao.